Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Friday the 25th of September. Probably right now, the main question is whether the purported second wave of coronavirus is going to have the same disastrous economic impact that the first wave did. Let me first make clear my prejudice. I am utterly sceptical of the power and danger of the so-called second wave, at least as far as Europe is concerned. And I'm absolutely amazed and appalled by the UK government's insultingly childish attempts to scare us into compliance with rules which are incoherent in themselves and quite possibly actually dangerous in the medium term. I've seen the British establishment going into scare the population mode before, and it's an ungodly sight. This time, though, they have excelled themselves. Be that as it may, we should be eagle-eyed for data to tell us whether we're going down the same economic drain again, or whether the public has a more rational appreciation of reality than their governments. Today, we got what may be two early indicators. The first came from South Korea, where September's Consumer Confidence Indicator fell 4.8 points to 79.4, which was the weakest since June, and comes as COVID resurfaced. Uh, two things really dragging the index down were a 7-point fall to 42 in assessment of current conditions and a 5-point fall to 60 in employment opportunities. That sounds pretty much like an immediate COVID response. But on the plus side, the public is noticeably less freaked about the future. Prospective conditions were down only 2 points to 85 and prospective spending down only 3 points to 92 if you wanted to put a positive gloss on it, you'd say this looks like the public recognising that they're being hit again right now, but that hasn't much changed their view of the likely longer-term prospects, with no repeat of the collapse of long-term confidence seen during the first wave. That sounds about right to me. Then in Europe, we got August's money and banking data, which reported a noticeable slowdown in money growth with M3 slowing to 9.5% year-on-year from 10.2% in July, and with a monthly movement which is 1.2 standard deviations below historic seasonal trend. Now, whilst it's tempting to see this as reflecting the arrival during August of numbers interpreted as a second wave, particularly in France and Spain, in the end, this doesn't seem to be the best explanation. After all, growth of household deposits actually accelerated slightly to 7.5% versus 7.4% in July, and bank lending to households was unchanged at 3.3%. So no sign of any sudden panic reaction showing up in their financial behaviour or choices. Rather, you've also got to take into account what the ECB was doing in August. And you can check that by following its weekly balance sheets. Not an attractive prospect? Well, fortunately, you've got me to do that for you. Anyway, what ECB was doing in August was withdrawing a net $123 billion in its lending to the banking sector, even though this was offset by a $76.5 billion rise in its secure holdings of securities. And eventually, that withdrawal showed up in the slowdown. The rise in overall credit growth slowed to 0.6% month-on-month, which was exactly half the 1.2% monthly rises seen between March and July. And overall credit to the private sector fared even worse, up just 0.4% month-on-month. 
So I don't think August's slowdown was corona-related. Rather, it was ECB-generated. But now we've got coronavirus back, we should probably expect the ECB to reverse policy once again and start pumping money back into the system. And in fact, that's what they've been doing. Between August 28th and September 18th, which is the latest I've got the balance sheet for, ECB lending into the banking system on a net basis rose by 148 billion. So we should expect September's money numbers to rebound. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, it will be a kindness to mention it to your colleagues or other people who might be interested in it. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.